happy Wednesday evening. Um, so, I'm Alec Wolf alongside Emily Beckett. That's right. Woo! This Here is, we are again. Yep, this is true. This is very true. <laughs> so, what are we here for, you may ask? Well, something very important. Certainly. Um, we are here for, uh, we're going to, we're going to we're not only reflect, but also talk about the documentary um, as we play different segments. So, ladies and gentlemen, we already played the promo during the show earlier on t- uh, tonight. So, let's, um, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. Right here on the Wolf Den. Right here on the Wolf Den Network on a Wednesday evening. Check it out for yourselves. Uh, keep in mind, we're going we're gonna to pause in different increments, and we're just going to reflect on different things, different aspects of it, and try to go a little deeper with each segment here. So, here we go. Here's the beginning part. Um, part one, if you will. I've had the pleasure of producing many broadcasts in my time of doing radio, but I have never felt more connected and attached to a broadcast than the Alternative Afternoon Drive Show. I'm Alec Wolf, and I'm one of the producers and hosts of the Alternative Afternoon Drive Show on the Wolf Den Network. Looking back on where this broadcast began, it's a very unforgettable beginning because it began like no other broadcast has other broadcasts began with me having an idea and going with it but it never began with a friendship until now flashback to a few months ago at nvu linden i'd walked into one of our lounge areas of one of our dorms on campus because i was waiting on somebody for Uh, mixed down broadcast it was a monday night i remember this very clearly and there were two people there that were just hanging out you know as college students do both of them approached me and said uh, hey we want to do a podcast on your radio station and i said well let's uh exchange contact information and i'll get a hold of you and we'll work something out when I get somebody involved in radio, one of the things that I like to do and to get them more involved is to get voiceovers for the radio station. I contacted them that same night, asked them if they wanted to do voiceovers. It was Emily Beckett and Alicia Harrington. And um, Alicia became too busy to do anything with the podcast or anything like that. So that connection never really went through. But we were able to get voiceovers from her. But I reached out to Emily and uh, asked her if she wanted to do voiceovers. She's never been in radio. I reached out to Emily and sent her the script. And uh, we had to set up for the next week. So we went in that Wednesday. It was Wednesday, September 9th. And it was just like any other typical recording session that I do with any other person. And now, the latest in the news. From local to the worldwide, we have it all. This... Oh, dang. (laughs) Just do it again. Okay. At first, I was very, very nervous (laughs) when I first recorded voiceovers on the station. You could definitely tell in my voice. I was so shaky. That was my first ever experience with being on the radio. 
in any sense, and I didn't know what to expect, so I was definitely nervous. And now it's time to spin those hits. From classic rock to pop, this is The Mixdown, broadcasting live on the Wolf Den Network. To make a request or get in the shout-out, go to facebook.com slash themixdown or call 802-582-1050. And now, here is your host, Alec, Alec Wolf. That night, everything would change. Normally, we'd go in there and I'd go over some quick procedures for uh, recording the different parts of the script. And then we'd be in and out of there, you know, 15, 20 minutes. What felt like only 20 minutes turned out to be almost two hours. There was a key moment that night that would change everything. When we were sitting in there, I had talked to her more about the podcast idea that she had. And I thought, well, why a podcast? Why don't we just do a live show? And she goes, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So let's let's reflect on this a little bit here. Um, just because a lot a lot happened a lot a lot of stuff transpired in this particular what do you say um see uh, uh um event i guess if you will there there's many things that happened here right from your perspective emily let's let's go back to day 1 right let's go back to the beginning mm-hmm. a lot of listeners have said Hey, there was something different that happened that night. There was something that they have not witnessed before, and they describe it in in a sense of a spark, something different. They 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 in a sense felt a connection that happened. Describe from your perspective what you remember that night in particular for you. The night we had met, or our first. That night that we had met. So. That night, I was just chilling out making mac and cheese. I was not expecting to really meet my new, like, like a new best friend. But that's that's what ended up happening. We just, it was like we clicked right away, I feel. And I feel like we were pretty comfortable. More the first day, like, the, like one of these voiceovers, we really clicked a lot more. But I'm saying, like, when we were in the lounge together... We got to talking, and I feel like that's when we realized, like, this wasn't just, like, a coincidence type deal. Like, I feel like, like, oh, we just happened to be in the lounge at the same time. Like, I feel like we were, we were meant to be close. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and a lot of listeners don't know this, but here's, I'm going to let you guys in on a secret, okay? This particular night. Okay, do you want to know what broadcast was on that night? We were scheduled to do a broadcast that was alternative themed. Okay? This was before... Now, keep in mind, guys, this was a week, one week prior to the alternative afternoon drive show even becoming a broadcast. It was... I mean, there was no such thing as the alternative afternoon drive show. And... That I, I think on that, and I think on that particular broadcast, and I went upstairs after I had talked with you. Mind you, I didn't. I had no idea who she was. I was just like, "Hey, I just had a great conversation with somebody." Oh, hey, we're gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna have somebody doing a podcast up here because literally what it was, guys, was, "Hey, I'm interested in doing a podcast." 
okay, do you guys have recording equipment? No. Okay, well, I have a record. I have a studio you guys can use if you want to do it. I remember clearly your reaction was, oh, my God, yes, that would be awesome. Right. And that was interesting because I walked away and I thought, oh, okay. And I will tell you that before when stuff like this would happen, I would walk away I would text the person, they wouldn't get back to me, or it would be, oh, I don't, this is not going to work out. Yeah. But what I noticed in particular that night was we had exchanged contact information right then and there. And at the time I had two, I had, I think like four, three or four Emily's in my phone. So I remember. <laughs> so I had to I had to search because I knew you put your name in there, but I was like, um, okay, what is this gonna be under? Uh oh, okay. I hope this is the right person. Yeah. And so it was the matter of okay, we're back at square one. Is she actually going to text back? And is this actually going to become a thing, meaning a podcast? Are we actually going to have somebody do a podcast on the station, such as yeah. a, go in, record something, or record something off your iPhone and do something? So it was one of those things that, again, but something, yeah, I agree with you. Something just completely clicked. Something felt completely different that night. I, I it was It was after we had I'd done the regular mix down broadcast, I came back downstairs, and I just I kind of sat there, I, and then I got up, took a walk, and something inside me just I had a feeling of elation, and I, I felt excited. I don't know why I felt excited. I felt like something new was about to happen. You know, it, it, I don't for reasons unexplained at that moment. Yeah. So it was very interesting. Now, fast forward to the next week. When you talk about the podcast idea aspect, and we talk about our conversation that we had up uh, in here, and and what's very interesting is from your perspective, right? Because I I think I've given my perspective a lot of times here on how things kind of turned out. But let's, I mean, let's talk about more of the, more so the recording voiceovers, the process of, hey, Let's not do a podcast. Let's actually do a live show. Now, mm-hmm. uh, I think we have to mention that, again, uh, we did mention in the documentary that Alicia was supposed to be um, double t- was supposed to be teaming with you on said podcast. However, that was not the case. Uh, just because, again, you're busy. You have other stuff going on, which I get. Um, and so uh, from your perspective, right, we, we talk about, the voiceover part, you said you were nervous. You did not have to tell me you were nervous. I, I, if you would have not told me that you were nervous, it would have been like, right. um, the, I, you know, because I was able, the next day I was able to take those voiceovers and put those together within 30 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. That was how quick that was. So, I mean, from your perspective, I mean, you wanted to do a podcast. How did the idea of the alternative drive show come about i know you talked about record there being records but talk about how we got from point a to point b from the idea of doing a podcast to now hey we got a live broadcast right i feel like 
Well, you had asked me what I was interested in for like broadcasting because like your other shows, you know, you have Taylor Swift, you have the WWE Breakdown and all those other ones. Those are the shows that are, I feel like, like I'm sure you like ask them the same thing and like, you know, they're like, oh, I like wrestling, Taylor Swift, whatever. And for me, it was like, like, I remember like, I don't know, like, (laughs) I don't really know what to say. Like, all I could really think about is just, like, music. And I knew that you were really big with music, too, on the looks of all your records. So then I saw the Panic album, and I remember that, like, saying, like, you could do, like, a Panic show or something like that. And then I think we went from there and made it more broad, made it more, uh, less just about Panic, but, like, even though Panic was our first show, we kind of went out and made it a bigger, a broader subject and made it the alternative drive show instead. That way we could really dive deep into other bands that we liked as well. And I feel like we really clicked over that topic because like you actually are a fan of alternative music and so am I. So it like works well in that sense too, because we can actually agree with, well, agree. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we can actually like talk about it and have like legit conversations about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So again, you know, yeah. And it's very, it's very great to look back on this whole thing because really guys, like I said, this is a show that started from a conversation and, and really just hanging out. And it's, uh, you know, in the documentary, obviously you guys heard, heard, heard it said just a few minutes ago, this did not feel like your typical 15 minute show or this did not feel like your 15 your typical 15 minute segment it, it it well it felt like 15 minutes more like 20 minutes but you look at the time and it was 6:45 by the time we were done you got in there about 4:15ish um i remember i had just gotten done mixing uh or playing around on the mixer rather uh coming up mm-hmm. go, br- walking up with you uh, and doing a little bit of mixing here, uh, a little bit of mixing, and then we got into it. Um, I remember that clear as day, too. <laughs> <laughs> Me, too. So that was that was a, a cool moment there as well. But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that was very, very intriguing. So let's uh, yeah. let's get into a few more parts. Uh, not a few more parts. Let's get into uh, another here uh, segment here. And this is where we're going to get into the actual creation of the Alternative Afternoon Drive Show. Uh, and, there, and you guys, for those that have been there with us since day one, and Emily referred to this earlier on during the show, um, our first show, which we do have here on record. So check this out. And finding out that we had a lot of the same taste in music. I saw his panic at the disco record and we came up with the alternative show from there. The thing about Emily is she's just such a happy, energetic person. She's like a ball of energy that just doesn't stop and it's just go, go, go. She noticed Ada's picture up on the wall and asked me about Ada. And I told her Ada's story and I told her about our segment that we do. Emily says to me, we need to make this segment a part of our show. And I said, certainly, let's do it. Ada's segment is my all-time favorite segment on the whole entire station. This segment will forever inspire me to live like Ada every single day. Talking with Alec and others about Ada and her story and just her in general is just so uplifting to me and so inspiring. 
Even though I haven't had the pleasure to actually meet Ada, I still feel very connected to her. Talking about her makes me feel empowered and strong enough to do anything. When we went to do the voiceovers and we had the alternative afternoon drive show planned, we had decided right then and there, hey, let's record a promo for the alternative afternoon drive show so that we can get it on the station. Are you a fan of alternative music? Do you want to stay updated on the latest in the alternative music world? We've got you covered. Tune in on Wednesdays from 4 to 6 p.m. as we play and react to different artists that make up the alternative genre. It's the Alternative Afternoon Drive Show with Alec Wolf and me, Emily Beckett. Wednesdays from 4 to 6 p.m. Broadcasting live on the Wolf Den Network. So after we were done recording the commercial and the voiceovers, we had planned to start the show the next week. That night after everything was over, I had asked myself, what happened? Because I've never connected with anybody like that before. We just went in to do voiceovers and to talk about the podcast, but it was more than that. That night I had connected with a friend. A stranger became a friend within about two hours. It's a testament to Emily, who she is as a person and how much she cares about people. I don't think I've ever met a more caring, more genuine person than Emily Beckett. Talking to Emily that night, hearing how excited she was about the show, I knew that I had found a jackpot as far as radio content. Could not have found a better co-host for the Alternative Afternoon Drive Show than Emily Beckett. Alternative approach to music starts here. Playing nothing but the best music. It's the Alternative Afternoon Drive Show, broadcasting live on the Wolf Den Network. To make a request or get in the shout-out, call 802-582-1050. Here is your host. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. It's the debut of a show that we've been waiting for for about a week now. It's the Alternative Afternoon Drive Show. I'm Alec Wolf. I'm Emily Beckett. <laughs> <laughs> Long <Yes>. pause. <laughs> Hi, casual intro right there for the first ever, ever show. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we're we're off. We're off. We're off to a good. We're off to a good route. We're good. We got a good route. You know, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Can't make any promises. Oh boy! Don't threaten me with a guitar. Oh! All right, we are starting right out of the gate. With the we're just gonna get victorious. Absolutely. The thing with Emily is, you give her a mic and she just goes off. I did go on her site. So far, it's literally so inspirational. Like, it's just admirable that even her parents would just make a website for her to relive her memory and keep it going. It's honestly, it's it's just amazing to see. All right, are you ready for this segment right now? I am. I don't know about you. Um, I don't know about me either. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, I'm going to be a little tongue-tied. No! Oh! <laughs> Had to throw that out there. Somebody is going to be victorious by the end of this, and I don't know what's going to happen. But um, going to be lots of panicking. It's all about going into the unknown. Oh my god! <laughs> I have that too. Screw oh. this segment. Screw this segment. <laughs> That's I, what I thought. I, I, I feel like a fool. That's what I thought. Talking big panic game. Shut up. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do it to sleep with sirens for you next week. Okay. Just, for, just because of that comment, I'm doing oh, that. Oh, whatever. <laughs> this show has impacted me in such a positive way. Being able to hang out with good friends, laugh and bant about our favorite bands is the most fun I've had all semester. Not only do we laugh, but we also get pretty deep and reflect on some important topics, which I think is amazing. I'm glad we have such a good balance on the show. 
ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you're listening to some gold. <laughs> 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 Hope you guys enjoy the ride, because in a couple of weeks we'll be the tornado pilots at some point. Oh, I was going to say, how's the gold? Hopefully you guys won't get stressed out with all the puns. <laughs> I never had a presence <laughs> or any experience in broadcasting, really. So learning from Alec has been quite interesting. After we did the first show, I was proud. I was proud of, of Emily because she has never done radio before. And she just went on a mic and maybe, you know, maybe it was a little less talking than now. But she did a great job of just carrying the broadcast as far as content, knowing what to talk about, doing Ada's segment and just going with it. That's the thing with radios. You want to go with the flow. And if something technical happens, don't panic. We've had some technical stuff happen on the show, but all of it's worked out really well. And Emily has been there since day one of the show, and she has witnessed just about everything that could go wrong with a radio show as far as dead air or something not working. Emily is such a natural at the radio and just talking in general. Here's your host. Yeah. Wow. We got even deeper there. <laughs> so true. So, <laughs> man, I, the first show, I mean, right out of the gate, we were just, it, it like... The most comfortable. Why Now, uh, so why do you think that is, right? And I'm asking you this question because of what you just said in the documentary. I quote, did not have a radio presence or have never done radio before. But yet, you took the broadcast like a natural. What, what, I mean, how, I mean, that, that's just, that's impressive. So how, I mean, what, what was it that night with that show that carried you I through like, the show? I feel like it, I kind of forgot <laughs> that we were even like recording or anything. It just felt like I was hanging out with friends more. And it was, it wasn't really, I mean, the first show, I guess, was like different. I'm not sure. It was, yeah, like I said before, it was, it's like less of like an online presence, more of like hanging out with some friends and listening to some good music. And that's what really made me feel more comfortable, I feel. So I feel like that's how, like, I really got through that um, without being as nervous as I thought I would be. Yeah. Because you look back at the first show and you compare it to other shows and there's really, yeah. there, you can't, there's really, you, you can't really compare show to show, which... Right. Is interesting. Um, yeah. Because if you, I feel like listening to the first show, I mean, yeah, it's like it feels like forever ago, but at the same time, like yesterday. Like, yeah. I feel like if you look back at the first show, it'd be like, oh, like that must have been like, if it obviously didn't say, oh, this is the first show, like, I feel like you wouldn't really be able to tell in a sense because, like, we just, like actually feel comfortable around each other. Yes, agreed. Yeah. But I feel like it's like hard to distinguish between <laughs> all of our shows and like kind of put them in order because like there's really no telling. 
Yeah, and that's what, and honestly, that's the unpredictability of the show in general, which is great. I think that was kind of yeah. destined to happen in some sort of way, shape, or form. So, True. going back to our our meeting, the uh, when we recorded voiceovers, and of course going into Ada's segment, um, that <laughs> that was a big moment, big moment that really kind of defined that night. Uh, I remember walking out. I remember leaving uh, and going to uh, dining hall after. And I remember being just um, so inspired, uh, not only by sharing Ada's story. And I've shared Ada's story a bunch of times, as listeners are aware. Um, But... Something different when I shared Ada's story was that mm-hmm. I I don't know. I really can't put it on my. Uh, I really can't put it into words what I felt. Honestly, right. um, if I can describe it, I guess it's more of a. I felt like I got back at like I got back from the soccer tournament. So. I felt spirit more more aware, uh, more spiritually connected, and I truly believe in my heart of hearts that Ada was there that night. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was, but I, I mean, from your perspective, you've never done Ada's segment, but you took it like a champ. Uh, <laughs> Describe a little bit more into detail about that particular night when when you found out about Ada's story and then fast forward I, to doing this segment. I feel like when I had first heard about it, it was just because I remember the first night I had met you. I had seen the pin on your shirt and I was, because I saw them everywhere. I feel like every single time I've seen you, you've had one. And the first night I saw it, I was like, like at, at first I was like, live like Ada. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, I think I I might have asked you or I might have just come up. But I just remember when you told me the story, I finally, like, connected the dots and, like, oh, like, that's a pin for. And, like, I just kind of connected. And then you went on about our story. And I feel like I just felt closer to the both of you when you told me that. And I don't know. I just felt, like, closer connection wise to Ada like I feel like I I had known her and like I had heard that story it like felt kind of like deja vu in a sense like it was yeah it was pretty powerful honestly when you had told me about it because like I felt like and I've never heard of that story before yeah like because yeah so I've never heard about Ada's story and like what had happened or even anything about her and now she's one of my bookmarks on my on my computer. <laughs> but um, no, I I never had heard her story before. But I felt such a strong connection to it and to her and just the way the way she lived and going and talking about our segment and just talking about her in general. I just feel like yeah it just it got the the connection got deeper and deeper as we went and it kind of we kind of bonded over it i feel yeah yeah and and again it was one of those things look 
I could have controlled where this was going, you know, I could have stopped it. Yeah. At, oh, hey, her her parents have a website where you can share acts of kindness and all that. I could have left it at that. I honestly could have left it at that. And I think we still would have been able to bond over that. I really do. Oh, um, true. But something that night just kept going, go, keep going, keep going, keep going. And right. it was one of those things where I had a gut feeling um, and also kind of in my heart that, I needed to continue, uh, I needed to go on and on and on and on and on because something that, because, and part of that was I knew when I was telling you about this stuff in your reaction, it was one of those things that said to me, hey, this person really, truly cares and really wants to do something with this segment. And not it's not saying that nobody ever did, but mm-hmm. I felt that connection happening. I was getting chills the whole time. I felt energy drained, you know, drained of, of energy as far as spirituality goes. And yeah. I truly think that that was meant to happen within our story, within the, the timeline. This was not an accident. Definitely not. I feel like not only did the show bring us together, but she definitely did too. Oh, big time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> so so speaking, speaking of the show, we're nine minutes into the documentary, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. You're sticking with us. Awesome, awesome deal. Um <laughs> We're nine minutes in, so again, it's a total of 31 minutes. We're 22 minutes left of the documentary, so this is great. We're moving, we are moving right along on schedule, actually, believe it or not, as far as timing goes. So, uh, and speaking of the show, let's, let's get into some um, more takes here with Emily. And these takes are takes from recent shows. I'll speak no more, and let's, let's see what else we got coming up here. Hello, everyone. We're back on a Wednesday evening. Yep. <laughs> How's everybody doing? I'm hoping good. <laughs> I do too. Yes. I can confirm. <laughs> All right. We got some interesting topics coming up. Um, I hope you enjoyed Boys Will Be Bugs by Cave Town. Um, longer song than I thought. Um, so, Alec, I've heard that there's been some chatter going around about the station possibly becoming FM. You would be correct. All right. So when when can we expect that? Well, um, it would have been tonight. Um, however, the transmitter is, well, as they say, has been intercepted for some reason. It is in St. Johnsbury. Apparently, an attempt was made to deliver said transmitter this morning. But for some reason, it is not deliverable. I don't know why. You mean um, they brought it to the mailroom? No, they brought it. They, it's in St. Johnsbury still, I think. I bet you if I were to just leave Emily alone for a good hour or so in studio or over the phone lines, she could do it. No problem. She honestly could do it. Hello, everybody. How's how's y'all doing? Apparently, I've, I've heard that I'm a favorite. Ooh, careful. Oh. You silly goose. He's destroying the place. It's our first time in the hive. Did I? Did I just? I literally just. Let me see this. Yeah, put that away. Let's go. 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 Let's go.
It is like thousand dollars worth of equipment down here. It is <laughs> basically a, it is basically a thousand dollars worth of equipment. Yeah, here I am bringing us back. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Wolf Den Network. That was my first time doing that. I feel. Um, <laughs> Getting a little tongue tied. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, what did I Alex say? Alex says that I am going to find out something. Oh yeah. So I was checking. Uh, I was. Che- I was checking on our uh, good old text line. <laughs> Got a text from a listener. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh! Your laugh kills me. This is gonna be great. <laughs> and they said, and I quote: "She does sound one hundred percent like Megan Trainer." Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You want me to prove? You want me to prove Guys. it to you? Do you not believe me? Here, I I totally one hundred percent believe you. Okay, I believe. I want to get a screenshot of, of it and put it on a, up on our on our alternative afternoon drive show Facebook page. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I'm not Megan Trainer. She's training to be like Megan Trainer. No. <laughs> It's such a great experience. We're back. Woo! <laughs> We're very excited. We know We're you guys. Excited. We know you guys missed us. Yes, especially. <laughs> you see how it goes. I mean, not see. <laughs> you listen to him. Yeah, I know. I, I listen to him. No, no, she doesn't want to. No. She's like, oh my god. Oh my god. I can't oh. take him anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> False. False news. False allegations. False allegations. False allegations. <laughs> All right, so how is everybody doing? Our new intro, yeah, it's pretty sick. Oh, my God. It's so good. Oh, I don't know why we didn't think of it earlier. I'm obsessed. Though. For real. <laughs> I feel like it was, you know, the Mayday Parade, I, really. Yeah. You know what? I blame, I blame you. This is all your fault. You are welcome. <laughs> I have no regrets showing you Mayday Parade. Ever. <laughs> it is top-notch. They don't get enough recognition, but I feel like if they did get the recognition they deserve, it wouldn't be the same. They are like all-time lowest twins. Facts. <laughs> Less appreciated all-time Facts. If you've never been there in person, it's quite an experience as far as what goes on off the air versus what goes on on the air. It's really the same thing. There's really no difference. Yeah. If you're listening to it on your phone or mobile device, you're not really missing much as far as what goes on off the air. It's just such an environment that you can't really compare. Run, Forrest, run! No, I'm not. I don't run. I know you don't. Yes. 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 You'll be able to tell. I just made a parody about you. Whatever. But ignores it. Is that what you said? I was like Megan. I was like Emily said Megan Trainer. Whatever. I, I should put you in my bonus. <laughs> what the fuck? New text from Megan Trainer. I'll beat you up. Yo, what? I'll beat you up. You wouldn't. No, you're right. I'm a cancer. <laughs> I, have, I don't have the ability. 
Alec is the same person during the show and behind the scenes. He doesn't ever really put up a fake persona. He is super real and fun to be around. I don't just consider him the host of our show. I consider him a very close friend of mine. I've had trouble trusting people. I've had trouble opening up to people. And it's something that I never, ever would have imagined. I can officially say with full confidence, and I can physically look at Emily right now. <laughs> And I can physically look at her and I can say, not only are you a friend, I don't consider this really a friendship. What I consider it to be is a brother-sister type friendship. When I think about alternative music, I think of Emily Beckett because that is her vibe. You know, you play Paramore, you play All Time Low, you think of Emily Beckett because that's our friendship. That's <laughs> what we've been able to make the friendship off of is alternative music. Oh, I'm so excited for the Mayday Parade. I've heard of Mayday uh, Parade, but I've never oh my seen crap. They're crap. <laughs> I would not call it crap. <laughs> Ow. Yes. I'm going to fight. <laughs> Wait, so are you saying that Mayday Parade is not that well-liked? Okay. It's not well- No, yeah, no. Yeah, that, that is exactly what- Ladies and gentlemen, let's Don't get her- That is exactly what she just said. Ooh. <laughs> yes. No. Yes? No. Yes. Mayday Parade, no. No. Mayday Parade is garbage? <gasps> How can you say that you don't know? Don't know. Going off of what Emily said. Yes? Alex seems to do that a lot with music. He doesn't wait. You gotta listen to it first before you judge it. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Let's> say it. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Wait, just just calling you out, man. Figures. <laughs> and that that's a lot. Okay, we have a lot of fun on this show. Like a lot. Oh it's yeah, it's a really fun time. Oh yeah. No, I, and, and it really goes back to what we were kind of alluding to here a few moments ago in the documentary was you don't need, okay, look, you, you, you don't need to listen to us on the radio or be there in person if you don't want to, right? Because, right. hey, look, we all know that Emily has claws, and if you talk, if you roast Billie Eilish or whatever, you're going to get clawed. Um, <laughs> but hey, let's be real here, right? You are not missing much when, if you, whether it be you are in person or you listen to us on the radio. I think that there's no doubt about that. And yeah. this is one of the first shows to ever do that, something like that. You know, earlier tonight I said, hey, let's break character. And then I thought, oh, wait a minute. Why break character? Because that is who we are. Exactly. We don't plan anything. We don't script anything. Nothing scripted. Yeah. It's just all spontaneous and new. It's just us, honestly. It's very authentic. Yeah. And I just, you know, I think it's just one of those things where it just happens. You know, whatever happens, happens. And, you know... That's it. There, there's no other bones about it. It's crazy to think, too, right? I mean, for a friendship to develop out of something such as a show or a simple conversation, that rarely happens. Um, right. That is what tells you that that was not an accident. If it, if this would have been an accident, it would have taken us much longer to connect. Am I right in Very saying? True. Am I right it in saying be, that? Yeah, it wouldn't be as instant, honestly. 
Yeah. So there's there's a reason for this. Um, now, yeah. now we cannot forget. Now, mind you, we were teasing each other on the fur, but like on the first show already. Mm-hmm. You know, with the whole "Hey, you sound like Megan Trainor," which that moment is coming up again, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where Emily decided to sing Megan Trainor. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Going back. <laughs> Oh, that moment will for that moment was great. I cannot believe we got you to do it too. That was the best. That was even the the best part. There is we actually got Emily to do it, <laughs> and now she's oh. and now she's stubborn. She's a stubborn host and won't do it anymore. <laughs> Very true. But hey, we can just use that clip against her now. Be like, okay, if you won't <laughs> do it live, we'll just play it again. <laughs> Fine. It won't be live. Hey, we can just take Megan Trainor's vocals out and just keep yours, and we'll call it good. <laughs> yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of which, speaking of which, let's get into more of said documentary. Oh my goodness! Wow, we're moving right along. Yes, we are. Ooh. Oh my gosh, so much quarter of. We are fifteen minutes in, so we got sixteen minutes left of this bad boy. Wow. Wow. This is insane. This is insane. You also know it's a true friendship when you finish each other's sentences. Oh my gosh, that's literally a frozen quote. Okay, as, Olaf. As you <laughs> No! God damn it. <laughs> I walked into that one. You really did. Finish each other's sandwiches. That's what I was gonna say. Emily! No! <laughs> Uh, that was torture. I did not want that to happen. <laughs> How dare you? It's too late. You're welcome. Is it too late to say sorry? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, all right, you deserve this clip now. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> oh, my. here's more of the documentary. Let's see what, what uh, comes up next here. We can uh, break down and analyze even more. We don't plan anything. We just turn on the mics and hope for the best. And everything that has happened so far has just been nothing but amazing. Uh, and I think part of it is we just vibe together really well. See? If I was you, I'd want to be, be me too. This is alternative. <laughs> you sound like you, I feel like you could pull off a Megan trainer. Yeah, I don't know if actually that's a compliment. I don't know. I know. I, I hear you. I'm hearing you talking. I feel like you sound like Megan Trainor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting a little crazy. It's okay. Ladies crazy and gentlemen, ladies and, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's Megan Trainor 2.0. Oh my gosh! Don't introduce me as that. I swear. Next week you're like, it's me, Alec, and Megan Trainor. Um, and then people will listen. No, just me. I'm so sorry to disappoint. Megan Trainor is the farthest. <laughs> the farthest from home. So oh my god. <laughs> I think it's so sweet. I know all the words though. Oh, <laughs> oh, boy. oh boy. How's that for an alternative? Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh no. Do it. Let's I shouldn't go. have told you that. Come on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's get a replay. 
A rave like no. Out of all of our broadcasts on the alternative afternoon drive show, definitely Paramore, of course. I feel like our Paramore show was the most fun. Alec and I bopping out in the hive to misery business is probably my favorite moment of the show. Let's do it. about two shows we started noticing that our listenership was going up as far as content and when it really started peaking was when the facebook page was created and that was about four or five shows into this journey and once the facebook page was created for the alternative afternoon drive show the likes and the listenership just skyrocketed. I mean, it, for, it took a week, and we were already at 100 likes on Facebook. We were already sitting at 200 or so listeners every single week right after the Facebook page went out. Um, I think before Facebook, I think we had 50 or so listeners for the past four shows before then. And since then, it's just, it's just skyrocketed, and it's just incredible to see because no other show has taken off like the Alternative Afternoon Drive show. There is no show like it. When Alec first told me that our show was getting such a positive reaction and more people were interacting than the other shows, I was in shock. But honestly, I kind of understand now. I just feel that it's a good show to just listen to in the background. It's never negative, and I feel like the listeners would agree with me that we keep things pretty upbeat. This show has such a deeper connection than just a radio show. All right, let's stop it there. Get into another Alrighty. section here. Wow. So. <laughs> Going off of last time, again, we have lots of fun. <laughs> the, the screaming to Paramore. It's iconic. <laughs> Oh, I love that clip. That clip is great. That, that gives me the most serotonin. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, my God. See, Emily knew we had the recorder going, right? And the best part about it is I don't think Emily knew she was near the recorder when she was screaming those lyrics. Because, mind you, that recorder was, posi- no. that recorder was positioned near the speaker, sort of. So for that for that little tiny recorder, let me get it. The size, okay, the, the size of this thing, the size of this little thing, which is the size of a cigarette lighter, mind you guys, so that will give you an idea. That picked up that loud mouth that is Emily Beckett. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that that is saying something, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> That's some iconic recording. Oh, I, it, it certainly is, ladies and gentlemen. It certainly is. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh my goodness. Wow. Goodness gracious. 
any thoughts on those uh, moments there? Honestly, it really those moments that just really shows like the authenticity of the show and just how close we run and how much fun we have together. It really does. Yeah. And with those clips and then many more. Yeah. And what's very interesting about this, these, the, you know, when we first went to, we wanted to record that three hour show and it didn't record properly. Look, was I disappointed when it didn't record properly? Yes, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. But not knowing we were going to come out with a documentary, it was more of, oh, okay, well, now we can put this recording to good use. Right, um, true. And so, in a way, I'm glad that that recorded externally and not through the actual board that night because we got a lot of content that we could use off for off the air content mind you jamming out to mayday parade jersey that song <laughs> is has become an anthem not only is, is it our show intro right guys but right it's also look when i hear and i said it earlier in the documentary when i listen to an alternative song if it's daughtry if it's mayday parade if it's all time low not only do I look, I love alternative music. There's that's one of the reasons why we're in this boat. But it's hard to not think about the friendship that we've got here. Right. And and Jersey is going to be our anthem. Yeah, I think this this is going to be one of those songs that we're gonna 10, 20 years down the road. And my coach told me this. And this is a quote that is really a really great quote. And it, and it happened to me a few months ago, a few, like about a year or so ago, actually. My coach said this to me one day. He said, when I am retired from coaching and I'm just a casual person walking down the street and I see you, what I want you to do, what I want you to do is walk up to me, shake my hand and say, hey, coach, if that's anything that you are going to remember, that is something that you will, you should always remember with your sports teams because yeah. you are a family. Your teams are your family from when you start, from when you're in that locker room to when you get out onto that court, that field, the rink, whatever it may be. It's, right. it's no different here. And I think that really shows and also not only in a visual format for those that have been to our shows in person, but it also, you can hear it throughout the shows. Yeah. You can literally take a camera, and I'm repeating part of the documentary, but oh well, you can literally take a camera and you can follow us around. You take a recording of us off the air, you compare it to a recording of us on the air when the mics are on you're not going to be able to tell a difference. And I can guarantee you that this is not going to be your typical show. And this already hasn't been your typical show. Very so, Very, very typical. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. It's definitely different, but in the best way. Oh, certainly. But certainly. It's just very real and very, it's just very authentic and fun. And different. <laughs> so let's get into this here. Now, this these next few moments, because I believe we're, we're approaching 
actually, I'm not sure. I forget. I forget where we're going with this with this next section. I'm not sure, honestly. Um, so, kind of like kind of like the show. We don't know what we're doing. We just go with it. Me and Emily oh have become really close through not just the show, but in general. Off the air, any person hanging out with us can tell you that we're just as goofy. We're just as insane. We tease each other just as much off the air as we do on the air. No, she's not. Yes, she is. This is why I fight you on this. I don't like Billie Eilish. I love her. I named my cat after her, bro. I don't like this. I really don't like Billie Eilish. I love her. It's just, mm, it's... She's worked so hard on her career. I will, She's worked look, since not, she was like 13. I'm not taking that away from her, but just she she has a mouth. Use it. Open it and sing. Don't like, don't just go... You know, it's just... I wonder what they have to put the levels at on the board when they mix her music. You hear that? It's just little mumbling. It's a pop if you ask me. It's just... I just... I don't like that. It's just I awful. love it. It's just awful. I love it. It's art. Ugh. I'm... Unpopular opinion you have. Not Trash art. opinion in my opinion. It is not art. It is, and it's it's beautiful. It belongs she in has the, a new song coming out tomorrow. If I get a Billie Eilish, if I get a Billie Eilish record, I'd break it. <gasps> I'd snap it right in half. Actually, there's one down in the station. I think. That is not your property. No, Alec. I swear. You can take a camera and you can follow us around, and I can tell you that you'll be able to notice that there is not a difference. This is just the real deal. This is unscripted. There's no scripts to our show. It's what we do. It's how we live our life. What is the prank? Ladies no, and gentlemen. Don't hit her like that. I have in my hand. A broken Mayday Parade. A Mayday Parade record. Is it actually broken? Hold on a second. Not until I do this. I'm going to show you guys. Um, no. I'm going to show you a technique. Now, new listeners, I've done this before on the radio station. Yeah. Right, in the studio. And it was equally terrifying. Okay. So. No. We need to move this. No, we don't. We keep it right there. We need a barrier. No. We're not playing tennis today. So. Oh, my God. Ladies and that gentlemen. aggressive. Bro. Three, two, one. Oh. <laughs> it's not in there. Three, it can't be in two, there. one. You broke it. No! You did not! It's a freaking pink one! Mayday's pink! I know my Mayday! I would honestly agree with listeners that this show not only has developed quite the interactive following, but also has developed a great friendship and bond between Alec and I that I am extremely, extremely grateful for. We are always there for each other, and I can't thank him enough for being such a genuine friend of mine. The show brought us closer together, and both the show and my friendship with Alec have had such a positive impact on my life. Let's get personal. More personal than we already have in a documentary. <laughs> Guys, guys, I told you guys we want we're going to get deep. We want you guys to know us. We want you guys to we we want you guys to experience this with us. All right? Let's get let, let's be real here, okay? Look, this pandemic has had a hard time on everybody. Okay? Mm-hmm. And look, I'm going to be real honest with everybody here. Something that I've learned 
over, for um, with with people or with just having a friend like this um, and having friends in general. Look, I've been. I said it earlier. I've had trust issues with people in the ba- in the past and all of that. But I'm going to tell you guys that here's my philosophy: if you truly care about somebody, you know, you can almost it's a it's a intuition of, hey, if the person's having a bad day, you know, hey, if the right. person's having a great day, you know it. We're gonna go not off script, but I wanna I wanna talk about something, and I wanna and I wanna be I wanna be real. I wanna be completely real with people here. This is a story that people don't know. So one day, uh, and this was um, uh, let's see, the Sublime Show. This was on our Sublime Show. Emily was going through some stuff. I oh, yeah. obviously for reasons not gonna bring it up, but. What yeah. I, the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because when this stuff happened, okay, she came in, she's very cheery, very happy, but something was off. Something was off that day, and I knew it. I don't know how we got into it, but we got into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we just talked. Yeah. I listened we talked, okay? Now, what Emily does not know, <laughs> here's, oh, no. here's a little secret that Emily does not know, okay? we. I knew Emily was having a bad day, and I said, okay, let's go out, let's have a good time, let's just drive around, let's jam, right? Music always makes me feel better. And I told, yeah. I told Emily, because I said, and Emily was telling me hey i'm fine i'm fine and i said you are not fine i know you're not fine don't give me that crap you know um (laughs) i i knew it and and what i'm getting at here is for emily to open up and share stuff with me this was uh, i think the in within like the fifth show fifth or sixth show this was in october we met in september okay yeah. Think of that timeline, ladies and gentlemen. Think of that timeline. A little over a month, almost a month. And we were already close. But there was something that happened that particular night that I haven't been able to do in a long, long time. And what that was, guys, is after our show, Emily said, hey, I'm going to tune in to that evening's broadcast. It was a broadcast with me and Autumn. We were doing an Ariana Grande-themed broadcast. And Emily had texted me and said, hey, I'm not having a good night. So because I cared and because I was concerned, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because this, this moment really made us connect and really, really kind of set things in motion as far as where we were going. We were in the middle of the broadcast. Autumn and I were on air. I had trouble focusing during the show. Part of it was because I was concerned, but also I wanted to see if Emily was doing okay because that was not, it was not like her to not respond. And so when I had said, guys, hey, I'll be right back, guys. I'm going to take care of something. What I was doing, I went out and I texted Emily 
and I texted her a message. And I think in a, it was a message that I think, it was a message that I have not been able to say to anybody in a long time. It was a message that I knew needed to be said in that time. It was a message mm-hmm. that I think really solidified just how real we are as people, right? A lot of people think, oh, it's the alternative afternoon drive show. Oh, hey, they're, they're <laughs> hilarious off the air. Hey, they're hilarious on the air. Now, mind you, we weren't on the air, obviously. But Bye. not only did I feel inspired that night from from the moment, the events of earlier on that day, such as our broadcast or whatever. Uh-huh. But because of what I went through with you, because of, of everything that we went through that day, you know, we were able, we, I mean, we talked for like two or three hours that night. Yeah, we did. And it was one of those things that really made, really made, put things in motion as far as the friendship goes. Yeah. I guess from your perspective. I mean, let's honestly, give uh, let, let's give listeners let's give listeners more of an idea here. I mean, let, let's obviously not talk about what what happened obviously, but Well, yeah, no. <laughs> but 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 I mean from your perspective, right? Uh because like I said, I want to get real with listeners. I want to I want listeners to and we we all we both want listeners to experience a little bit of the outside yeah, no. world of the documentary of the alternative Next, show. Let's yeah. Let's do it. All right. Absolutely. Well, yeah, from my perspective that night, that was a really rough night for me. And I feel like Alice being there really and like just texting me through it and like talking to me and just being there for me, like showing that he genuinely cared for me and like what was going on. Cause it was, it was like a rough thing that was going on and just showing that he cared and was there for me. It really, it bonded us even more. Like, because I, I mean, like, I have people that care about me, but, like, I've never really had, like, people really care about me to the point where they're, like, really invested in, like, asking questions and, like, really going out of their way to make sure that I'm okay. So usually, you know, like, I'll say, like, yeah, no, I'm fine. And then it's, like, kind of end of discussion. But with Alec, it was kind of different in that sense. And I'm not saying, like, you know, um, all my relationships are like, oh, my gosh, like, like, um, say, like, I'm fine real quick. And then they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're good. I'm not saying, like, all my relationships are like that. But, like, it was just definitely a good, it was, it was, it felt good to feel validated and feel like I was cared about at that moment when that, all that stuff was happening. Like, I just, it's different for me because I've had some shitty past experiences with, like, relationships and trusting people with, like, things like that. And I honestly can say that I trust him. I trust Alex with a lot of my, like, stuff that goes on. And I just really care for him as a friend. Like, I really, because, like, genuinely, like it said in the documentary as well, and we say it a lot too, I really think of him as like a brother, like a brother, like an older brother that I never had. Like, if I'm the oldest, so I'm usually the one looking out for everybody, like my younger siblings and all that. But it's like, it's different. It's like a different perspective almost. Because like, 
not only like obviously I'm I'm here for him always. Like if he were to ever need anything, but like I also have that stable feeling, like feeling of like stability when with him because like I know that he has my back as like as well. Wow. <laughs> I told you guys we were going to get deep. We were going to get deep. Definitely. Hold on to your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. And let me be let me be real honest here uh, for from my perspective as well. I have not been able to say that Look, I have an older sister. She's great. I don't have a younger sister. I have a younger nephew. I have a nephew. So I have to say the same for Emily. Because here's the thing. I This is not a friendship anymore, guys. You know what? It, you know, it is such a great thing. It is such a thing that it's just, it's, it's overwhelming. Simply put, simply put, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I have not had somebody like this in a, in a long time. Um, yeah. Mind you, I, I, I did, but unfortunately, those two things were fake. Yeah. And I am, this could have gone as, this could have gone one of two ways, or this could have gone two ways. I should say. One, I could have not walked into that lounge. I could have I could have just walked right upstairs after dining hall and this would have never happened. Right. Two, I think about that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Two I could have we could have just recorded voiceovers and I would have been like, Oh, yep, see ya. That's it. Yeah, bye. Nice to meet you. Yeah. But guys, this is, it's more than that. It is so much more than that. It truly is. It's the people that you surround yourself with. First impressions always count. And I absolutely, absolutely cannot think of a better person to to call a friend, a close friend, if that, or like a younger sister, than, than Emily Beckett. And I truly, truly, truly mean that. You know, for the first time a few weeks ago, I, like I said, I'm not an emotional guy. I don't, I'm not really an emotional guy. But I had a very deep thought process about everything. I went upstairs, I put on Mayday Parade because Mayday Parade kind of brought us together even more. When I, when, I, when I have a friendship or something, I put on that artist or that song that brought that friendship on. And I normally just jam out to it and I just vibe, okay? <laughs> Keyword, vibe. And for the first time in a long time, I, I broke down. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not gonna stand here and tell you that 
I didn't break down because I did. Because what I realized in this moment, in that moment, I realized that this was somebody extremely special. This was, this was, I've been saying before this moment, this was not an accident. This was not an accident. I knew instantly that night that my thoughts, my thought process of everything, my doubts, this was before going to the garden. I knew, I knew that this was true. This was real. And I, it's funny because what really validated it for me, I didn't just play Jersey or bruised and scarred, but I went up and I played tongue tied first. Then I went and played Jersey after. Yeah. The reason why I did that is because I wanted to validate my feelings of was this real? When I play tongue-tied, towards the end of tongue-tied, we got choked up, played Jersey, and it was just, it was just overwhelming, and it was, and I couldn't, it, it, I couldn't stop, and I, I, it literally had me going, what the heck, what do I do, what do I do, this is unbearable right now, what do I do, not feeling trapped, but so overwhelmed because I never could have imagined having met somebody like this before because of the stuff that happened in the past. Because I, because I had, because of the stuff that happened in the past, I said, Hey, I'm not going to talk to him or I'm not, I don't want to open up to anybody. I don't want to have another close, close friend like this until I'm ready. Because I thought right. I wasn't ready. Which makes sense. That's, that's very valid. So, I, that was a big, big moment. And that's when I, and I, and I texted Emily that night and I said, yo, <laughs> I have a, I, I need to share this with you. Because it yeah. was just, it was one of those validating feelings that just, you, I could not control it. I really, I wanted to control it. But I could not control it. And it was just, it was, wow. (laughs) Wow. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I I totally understand, like, where you're coming from with that stuff. Because, like, it's, like, overwhelming. But in a sense, it's in a good way overwhelming. Like, just thinking about things sometimes, like, how our friendship is it's not even a friendship at this point it's more of like a you know like a brother sister like you said like that kind of bond but it's just like overwhelming that like I I feel like I finally have like a friend like that I can go to and like will be there for me and and that's it it's a good overwhelming for me yeah wow we got seven minutes left of the documentary I'm going to warn you guys right now, this next part, we're going to lead into going down to the garden. And this is another crucial moment within our story. 
within the documentary and within the alternative afternoon drive show and when of course within the friendship and if you thought we're gonna get i don't know if we can even get any deeper than we just did <laughs> honestly <laughs> <laughs> i say we play the rest oh of course we get- yeah, we got seven minutes left, and then we'll go back on, and we'll do an end reflection, I guess, on, on the, these, these last seven minutes, I guess. Yeah, that sounds good. So let's do it here, ladies and gentlemen. I look forward to our show every single week and hanging out together because I get to forget about all the big issues in the world and just get to have a good time. Uh, I made a rock for Ada's garden. You showed me this one earlier. It's all purple. Yes, for and Ada. And it's got Ada's name on it. Ada, her soccer number. Yep. Peace, kindness. And so it's got Ada and it's got number 19, which is her jersey number. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard me talk about Emily and relate Ada to Emily in many ways. So that being said, oh, no. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, not only did I do that for Ada, but you're... Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> is that a dinosaur? Yes, it is. Bro, I'll cry. It's my favorite color, too, blue. <laughs> You remember the good stuff. I try. Best friend. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) cry. This is so sweet. Thank you, Alex. So. I wish I was here to make Kindness Rock. (laughs) (laughs) So. So that's yours to keep. Oh, Uh, my gosh. I'm literally tearing. My favorite Ada segment would have to be when we actually got to go to the out to the garden together this whole experience really helped us connect with Ada and each other on a whole nother level. Okay, we're rolling. And. Action! Don't mess up. Don't get tongue tied. Well, now you're putting pressure on me. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, okay, so it is working. <laughs> I thought you were gonna stop. Blooper. <laughs> All right, I gotta get like game face on. Game face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We went down there. It was in the 60s. I honestly could not have found a better person to tag along with that day. When we went down there, we decided to record Ada's segment instead of talking about it the next week. We wanted to give listeners the experience of being there. We wanted them to be there with us. And so we hit record on Emily's phone. Welcome back here to the Alternative Afternoon Drive Show. It was funny because there was a few bloopers where I'm so used to starting with Ada's intro music and I didn't have that because obviously there's no outlets out there. It's in the woods. So there's no such thing as electricity when you're out there in Ada's garden. But what there is, is just you being you. You're just able to go with the flow of things. We're live here from Ada's garden for this edition of Ada's Axakinius and Malik Wolf alongside Emily Beckett. We made it down here, guys. Yes, we did. We, I cannot believe we are down here right now. It's just as I imagined it. I don't know what to say. You know, there's so much to be said as we're sitting down here. Mm-hmm. A little breezy out here, but... It's quite nice. It's very nice. It's, very it's a calming nice. breeze. Yes. To describe the scenery that we got in front of us here, uh, we got we got quite the, the uh, memorial uh, yeah, here. Yeah, quite uh, the collection out going here on. Here on the stone table. So, where do you want... I mean... Where should we? Where do we begin? Well, because we're here. In front of us, <laughs> we've seen 
We've decorated quite a bit. <laughs> We've, um, I wouldn't say improved the place because there's nothing to improve. There is nothing but, to improve. Um, We've, I've brought some paper flowers, like a banner type deal on string, and we tied it up to one of the benches, and we put some pins on there and some soccer ball keychains, clipped them on, and it feels more like Ada. After the trip to Ada's garden, it really brought us close. It really made us understand each other in a deeper sense. I remember coming back from the garden and just being so overwhelmed with emotion and just feeling such gratitude because I knew that I had met somebody very special. I feel like it just goes to show the length of a relationship doesn't matter. It's all about a connection. It just goes to show that it matters how you treat the relationship and the trust in the relationship as well. And understandably, there have been moments in both of our lives where we haven't had the best experience with trusting others. And we did share that on the road trip as well. In that sense, we got to have a deeper understanding of each other and where our mindset was at and we became closer definitely from that road trip that definitely was an experience that day that we went to Ada's garden it was an experience for both of us that we needed to get to know one another more especially with like past experiences and those past experiences help us build to who we are becoming we don't think this is going to be like a temporary friendship like oh it's just because of the show no I mean we did connect over the show and Ada and how she lives her life and how that connects with both of us. But I don't see this just stopping. So we have so much time to learn about each other. So, you know, I rush it. When I think of the alternative afternoon drive show and where it began to where it is now, it's such a unforgettable story. And it's such a great story to reflect on because if you were to tell me that you're going to create a great friendship out of this, I would have laughed at you. I really would have laughed at you and told you, you're crazy. I expected this show to just be like every other show not a lot of ratings and not really creating a connection with my co-host but the fact is is that the total opposite happened now i'm super comfortable on the show maybe a little too comfortable honestly i really look forward to the future of the alternative afternoon drive show i think we can go pretty far with it and i hope we continue the authenticity of the show nothing is scripted it's all real and all positive and I think that we can continue that in the future. Never in my wildest dreams of doing radio could I have told you that I'm going to have a great friend just through doing a show and a show that is just unbelievably doing well as far as listenership week in and week out. I listen to shows on the station from time to time and I gotta say I just really enjoy listening to the music played and the banter in between songs. I really hope that the very fun environment on the station continues in the future. I have no doubts that it won't. On a professional side of things, I'm extremely proud of the work that not only we have done, but the work that Emily has put into the show. She's such a dedicated radio personality. But on a personal level, I have made a truly special friend. This person that I call a friend is not a friend. She's like another sister to me. Overall, this whole show and experience with the station and Alec himself has been the most fun I've ever had. I have gained so much knowledge, perspective, and I have even gained a valuable friendship and met some good people. I'm so glad I was in one of the lounges on campus making mac and cheese that one time when I met Alec and got to know him more. This has been such a fun experience and I'm so excited to see where the show will take us in the future. Wow. Yeah, for real. Wow. 
Wow. <laughs> I really good. Yeah. Um, like just the whole documentary as a whole, it really captured everything so far. Yeah, yeah, and and I just I. Wow. I mean, that just, there's a reason why, I I think there's a reason why we're doing this documentary. I I think there's truly a reason why this is going on. Um, Because, guys, I'm not going to lie to you and say that other shows are not doing well because they're not doing well. I honestly think that this show, this show is going to take us places that we've never been to before. This show is going to open up a lot of doors. It's going to open up a lot of opportunities. And already in the... the let's see. Um, September, October. Oh, four months now. It's life-changing. I know. That's insane. It's it's insane how this how this has impacted us because it's 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 crazy. Wow. Um Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what what are your what are your I, what are your thoughts? What are your outtakes, I guess, if you will? I feel like just overall this whole um the documentary and just overall the whole show has really just like I feel like I just had the most fun and like I haven't had this much fun in a long time just I feel like just the show and being able to like hang out with you and like just interact with everybody I think it's it's been the most fun and the documentary really showcased the fun we have and the deep connection we have too. And Ava. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, wow. I mean, I, I just, I want to look at this 10 years. I want to look at this 10, 20 years down the road and I want to say, Hey, this is where we started. This and this is where we are now. Mm-hmm. This is just such a crucial moment that look, if there, if we would have not been in the same room that night, there would not be, there would not be an alternative afternoon drive show. There would not be a trip going to, uh, going down to Ada's Garden. Uh, yeah. there, all of this stuff that was mentioned tonight would have never, never transpired at all. It, it never would have happened. It never would have happened. I think about that a lot and like, like what would have happened if that weren't happened? Like if that didn't happen, like what could have happened instead? And like, honestly, like I feel like it it just wouldn't be the same at all. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm gonna bring up. I want to bring up something. Um, a few weeks ago, um, and <laughs> I'm gonna bring it up because she's also a listener of the show. Yeah. Natasha and I were te- were texting um, a few weeks ago, 
and she said a very valid point. She said that this, we both found each other at the right time, but she also said something that was very valid for, I think for the both of us. She said, quote, this was, she said that she thinks this is fate bringing us together. Yeah. And when she said that, I, I felt confirmation and yeah it, it there it was just there was just no 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 way there's no other way to explain this than just fate bringing us together something i, I don't want to say unworldly but something from above happened yeah that just it was just uh, basically was hey you're gonna be you're gonna meet somebody right because through meeting uh through i think that oh i just had a realization oh god oh god oh my god okay so I wanted to, when, when, and this relates back to Ada in some ways. I said to myself one day, what would it be like if I were to have a friend like Ada? Or what would it be like if I were to, how would it feel? to have a friend like Ada. And it was more of a, hey, I learned about Ada. I was learning about Ada through stories. But it was more of a, I want to experience this. And I had a, not vision, but almost a, yeah, I guess you can call it a vision in a sense. It was more (laughs) of an, a, a, a uh, thought process of give it time, be patient. You're going to meet that somebody that's going to become a lifelong friend. And good things come to those who are patient. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting how all of this kind of wraps up into one you know, this, again, I've said it before and I'll say it again. This was not an accident. You cannot explain the stuff that's happened and say that this happened on purpose. Right. Because it did not happen on purpose. I know it. Yeah. You know it. Mm-hmm. It's, that is the, that is the spiritual connection to this. Yeah. You are you and I have connected for a reason. And that reason oh, sure. that reason is one is is yet to be figured out, I guess. I don't know what you your thoughts are. What your perspective of that reasoning I feel like is. With like what Natasha said, like that, like we kind of entered each other's lives like at the right time. And, like, 
for the purpose of like benefiting each other. I feel, I don't know if we've identified like the real, like real, real purpose yet. But like, I, I, I feel, you know, whoever enters your life or is just in your life for a brief time or a long time, because I don't think this is like a temporary relationship type deal. Oh no, Um, no, no. (laughs) But I feel like everyone that's in your life is there for a purpose and either to benefit you or teach you a lesson it, there, there's always a, a purpose and there's always growing from it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about something I just thought of. I just realized two things you said to teach you a lesson mm-hmm. and to benefit. I'll say it again to teach you a lesson and to benefit. Think about what you just said. Think about our past. Our Think about what we've been through as far as people not being nice to us. Right. And not being authentic or honest. That's not benefiting us. But in right, a sense, exactly... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, your next line to benefit. We came, notice what you just said a few minutes ago. We came, we connected at the right time in each other's lives. Yeah. To benefit one another's lives. This is not I a temp- so, yeah. this is not a temporary friendship. This is not one of those, hey, I'm going to be in your life for a, a short time and teach you a right. lesson. Right. No. Because no matter what happens, no matter oh, let's say uh I don't know, 10, 20 years down the road, no matter what happens, we're still going to be the same people we were, we are today. Mm-hmm. And there's, that's, the, I think you hit on the de- on the button. People come into your life to teach us a lesson, but they come in, but some people come into your life to benefit. And the ones that come into your life to benefit you are the ones that impact your life the most. Yeah. And the ones that impact your life the most are hard to put out on paper when you try to put it out on thought, your thoughts out on paper. And the ones that benefit you are the ones that stick with you for a lifetime. I've noticed a lot of people say to me, people that are friends, that have been friends with their friends that have been close friends with each other for a long time, they say, hey, I've benefited from this person because this person was there for me all the time. And this person is still there for me all the time. And I'm there and I'm the same for that person. Right. Notice the stuff that we've, notice the stuff that we've been through mm-hmm. already. That, yeah, is, that, that is putting us to the test. Hey, can we actually be there for each other? 
and mm-hmm. and and uh, you know i this is just i i've never never had a more assuring feeling like this before so wow <laughs> wow 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 I can agree. Guys, did we not tell you we were going to get deep? We told you. We We warned you. (laughs) We we freaking warned you guys. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Very true. Wow. Okay. What what can we say to wrap this up? I mean, this is, this is just incredible. (laughs) <laughs> I agree for sure. I feel like yes, we did definitely get very deep. Like I feel, I mean, like we did get deep in um, documentary as well, but like also the reflecting upon it too was very insightful. Yeah, agreed for sure. So. I don't just want to end by going, hey, we'll be back with you next week. And then shutting the mics off and then voila, we're done. We need to end with a song, right? Oh, yes. What do you think? What song should we do? (laughs) I don't think I know. Yes. Any final thoughts that you want to say? I think I'm upset. <laughs> this is a amazing, reflective, insightful show. That's for sure. Yes, agreed. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for tuning in tonight. Yeah. The, these are not these are bands, but they're very meaningful bands. Very true. Big, huge thanks, guys. Thanks so much for the likes that we continue to get on the show. I cannot think say enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep it up. You, I mean, this show, guys, this show is going to continue to evolve as time goes on. Yes, that's for sure. Absolutely. With that being said, I'm Alec Wolf. I'm Emily Beckett. And this has been the Beyond the Bants and Bands live stream. It's so hard to put to words, so I put it to song. Of how I'll never be convinced that we don't belong. Never in my lifetime have I found a tide strong. I simply can't believe that I. Lived a life so long without you. I can't imagine an alternative, a world where you never met me. So
Take away my pain. I hope you know I'll have your back as you would do the same. I can't explain our shared connection and how our lives interjection was no mistake. Chance or luck, but I can't call it fate without you. Broadcast it to the world. Spin it all night long. I can't imagine an alternative, a world where you never met me. You're such a Listening to the Alternative Afternoon Drive Show. To get in touch with Alec Wolf and Emily Beckett, go to Facebook.com slash the Alternative Afternoon Drive Show. Or on Instagram at Vance and Bands AADS. Thanks for tuning in.